Hello, and welcome to Married Married Muggles, Muggles. the podcast where we, as a married couple, read the Harry Potter books together. My name's Aaron, and I've never read the books before. And my name is Elise, and I have read them multiple times. Join us on our reading journey by listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you like to listen to podcasts. Please do us a huge favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Married Muggles, or send us an email at marriedmuggledspodcast at gmail.com. If you send us a question, comment, or unknown spell via email or social media, use the owl emoji at the beginning to let us know you're sending an owl. Thanks so much for listening. And enjoy this episode of Married Muggles. Hello, Supreme Mugwumps. And welcome, Desperate Bungles. To Married married Muggles. Muggles. I'm Elise Noga. And I am her spouse... Aaron Noga. I'm well, I'm your Frau. You are my something else. <laughs> Meine Frau. Um, this podcast is now in German. <laughs> today is June twenty seventh. Twenty seventh of two thousand twenty. We're recording here at ten twenty five p.m. And uh, this is our second official episode. Yes. Um, not including the trailer, and we are going through chapters five and six yes. of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone, if you're British. Yep. Chapter five is titled Diagon Alley, and chapter six is The Journey from Platform Nine and Three Quarters. So we're very excited to go through these two chapters. I know I took more notes than I thought I would take, um, because my notes for our last episode, which was four chapters, was like less than a page. And for two chapters, I had almost two pages of notes. And you, t- you used sticky notes. I took some notes. I took a lot of notes while sitting on the floor while my daughter was going potty on the potty. <laughs> success. Very uh, successful. For both of us. Good notes, good potty. <laughs> um, we've gotten a little bit of feedback from friends already on podcasts that have... Uh, on the trailer at least, and we realized that we should probably do a little summary at least on the chapters that we've read for this recording. Yeah. So, again... If you ever do have any feedback, feel free to reach out to us. Um, I know in the, we, we'll probably include in the intro or outro um, of this episode our social media accounts, but you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Married Muggles for both of them and email us at marriedmugglespodcast at gmail.com. And what we're going to try and get to catch is send an owl to the Married Muggles owlery. And um, my friend Andrew Podorf has another word for it. And I can't remember right now, but you'll have to look it up. Owlery? Yeah, there's another name for it. I don't know. And if you want to ask us a question on social media, um, please feel free to add an owl emoji to the front, to the front of your question so that we know you're sending us an owl because it makes it fun and exciting indeed (laughs) and a little bit silly we like a little bit silly and please again those suggestions uh you're not going to hurt our feelings anything that would make it a more pleasant experience for the listener please share we'd be happy to accommodate and 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 also look into those ideas yeah be gentle because this is our first podcast and this is only our no, don't third, be gentle. third be time harsh. recording. Be yeah. harsh. Hogwarts is harsh, so be harsh. It's, that's true. We haven't All even right. gotten to hard, Hogwarts, so how do you know? Um, <laughs> but it is true. <laughs> so we covered for this session, what did I say, chapters four and five? Five and six? Five and six. Five and six. I'm going to do my uh, amateur's version of the two chapters. Okay, uh, Harry wakes up in Hagrid's jacket, I believe, <laughs> is how this starts out. In one of the many pockets. He's used and to it. He lives in a cupboard. Yeah, I already forget, though, where he... Is he still... F- is he flying here? No, he's still in the hut. Who's hut? Oh, he's still in the hut. That must have been an awkward night, for sure. <laughs> 100 <laughs> what I was I, like, about. when I was reading it, I was like, wait a second, where are the Dursleys? And then I realized they're just, like... They're in the Hiding other room. out in the room, yeah, and like they don't, like, do they even come out or anything? I don't think they do. I think they just. I do. I I don't believe it's as if they don't exist. That was that was very interesting. Okay, um, so there we go. Uh, Hagrid wakes up with Harry in his back pocket, 
And they make their way off to um, London, right? That is correct. And they do some... uh, Oh, boy. Trying to line it all up. (laughs) It's been like... Since we recorded last, it's actually been... We usually try to record every week. But that was kind of, that's been our plan, but it ended up being two weeks for us this time. Yes, indeed. So I'm trying to refresh here, but okay. They've got to go. Harry's got a shopping list, but he doesn't have any money. They go to Gringotts. They cash out. Uh, Hagrid's got some uh, a secret mission mm-hmm. from Dumbledore to pick up a small package. Um, it turns out that Harry's parents essentially left him a fortune. Yeah, they loaded. Um, they go, they acquire all the goods. He meets his nemesis, Draco Malfoy. Draco! Uh, let's see here. What else? Gets his wand. That's important. Turns out there's some history there with you-know-who. Mm. Uh, and they, apparently they share phoenix feathers. They, they're, they're phoenix, they're feather brothers. <laughs> uh, phoenix, phoenix... But he yeah. gets all his stuff, and now they've got this awkward time period. I, 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 Timelines sometimes are hard to follow, but essentially he has to live with Dursleys. He gets his own room, mm-hmm. um, but he's there for a month or something. Yeah. That's that's kind of just how I feel. Um, and then uh, on to the next chapter is more about the actual trip to Hogwarts, the whole... Um, this, the second chapter is about going to the platform, to the train. Yeah, I was just going to say, platform um, nine and a half. But he doesn't get to Hogwarts Nine and three quarters. Quite, quite, quite yet. Yes, not, he's on and his way to, that's the whole well, point of the train. he does actually get to Hogwarts at the end of the chapter, yes. so. The whole point of the train is to bring him from London, uh, wizard London, to yeah. Hogwarts. And there, he meets his buddy, um, Ron. Yeah, Ron. Ron. And, Ron uh, Weasley. Yes. And uh, Hermione and... Uh, you mean Neville. Neville, thank you. Um, and they finally meet Hagrid again, and they're li- literally knocking on the door of Hogwarts. Now they're at Hogwarts. Knock, knock, knocking and, on uh, Hogwarts' door. <laughs> and that's that's where they end, with a lot of details in the middle. Yeah. Is that accurate enough? That's pretty accurate. Um, I the, Right off the top, at in Chapter 5, I love how... Hagrid is like bragging, sort of, about how Dumbledore trusts him. Like I just, I think it's so cute how like Hagrid is always ready to be like either flattering Dumbledore or like saying that Dumbledore trusts him and getting like really proud of himself. It's just cute. It's just true because you do learn that he was kind of a naughty kid in school, but it sounds well, like I think he was misunderstood. So it's we'll interesting. See. We'll see. We'll find but, out. Well, what's interesting is you learn he gets expelled. That is correct. From Hogwarts, and they, they break tell, your... They don't tell you why. No, they don't, but I remember things from future movies. Oh! But I'm not going to go there. Um, but they break your wand in half. Is that something I'm remembering accurately? Yeah. But I think the story makes it pretty clear that he's somehow retrieved or revived. Who knows, maybe with the help of Dumbledore. He smuggled it into an umbrella. <laughs> somehow, yeah. But I mean, he didn't break it, so he must have retrieved it somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a friend named Dumbledore probably had something to do with it. My question is, do you ever find out, it doesn't need to be answered, but was Dumbledore headmaster when Hagrid was expelled? No. Um, he was just a professor. Oh, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe there's some suspicious activity awry. Right, 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 right. Who knows? Um, I think... But yeah, his wand's in his umbrella, guys. <laughs> I think it's funny that they don't clarify how... Hagrid flew to the hut. I have like, a theory. I'd like because I know. I mean, obviously, we know that at the beginning of the book, when he drops Harry off at the Dursleys, he's riding Sirius's motorcycle. But we don't know how he flew <laughs> to the hut, especially when he's he's like a big dude. Yeah. So how how? Uh, how well, Hagrid, wait a minute. Wait a minute. When? Oh, because they, they take the boat. They, they take, take the, boat the Dursleys' back. boat. Right to back to land. Hagrid and so right. so how the Dursleys get back? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, who cares? You know? They just deal with it. But but yeah, because Harry asks Hagrid, how did you get here? And Hagrid's like, yo, I flew. I dare any of you listeners to send in a physical paper written out timeline of any portion of yeah. time in these books. Because I'm even thinking the Dursleys are left on the island. Harry goes with Hagrid and they go to London. They go to Gringotts. They go to 
all the stores and stuff. And then I don't even remember how Harry gets back to the Dursleys. Really say. But I mean, it. it oh must no! Have... They no. He, he takes the train back. So this must have been in the same day. So how did the Dursleys get back in the same day when nobody even knew they're in the island? Who knows? It's never specified. But I think Hagrid rode his umbrella. Which I think or is, floated in his umbrella? I don't know. <laughs> he just turned it upside down, Who opened knows? it, and then sat inside the umbrella. Which, this brought up, Elise and I were discussing kind of today what we might want to talk about, but without getting into too much detail to save stuff here. But I had a question about, you know, in the beginning of the book, Harry's clearly tapping into the magics. When, for example, he makes the glass disappear on the boa constrictor's uh you know exhibit but it seems like everybody else requires a wand to do magic Mm -hmm. at least from what i remember from the movies there's a lot of content i'm sure that'll cover that's been missed so i'm curious if it's ever kind of explained uh i I think it is i think it's and I, i could just be like shooting in the dark here but like i think it's when you're a kid it's harder to not harder but like you're learning to kind of use your magic you're learning to kind of control your magic i think the wand helps it's kind of like an instrument with which you can hone your magic into whereas as you're when you're a kid it's i think it's more volatile we'll call it theory for now is that fair yeah yeah till we discover more till we discover more so that's something that i would like to know about so all right where are we now you're talking about hagrid Mm -hmm. oh i think so what was it page 65 hagrid doesn't understand muggle money and i just like it's so funny to me that he doesn't understand like because i mean i would think people money is so much easier because it's just bills you know especially well but like wizard money is all coins isn't that heavy isn't that heavy like just i mean they probably have spells like now i think about it they probably have spells to make the coins less heavy if they're carrying around like what was it it was it was the bronze the, the bronze or copper Galleons, nuts, and sickles. Or sickles and nuts. Galleons, yeah. sickles, and nuts. Let's see what the ratio is, because I want to know... Is it 17 and 27? Are those the two numbers? It's I think really, so. It's really yeah. not that important, but... No, nope, yeah. it's not. Who knows? Maybe Hagrid's really dumb, and he can't read numbers. Because <laughs> that's the only way you can really understand muggle money. The numbers are written on it. Right. And if you know the price Aww. of something, then you know... Well, the British also use coins, though, so... I don't know. Uh, well, you're on page 65. I'm curious. I made the note on page 64. Can we talk about Gringotts for a second? Gringotts and another thing. Um, I'm trying to understand if if magic, or the magic world, or is it a realm? Does it space? Does it space? Does it bend space time? Because Gringotts, okay, quoting, hundreds of miles under London. I know, like, thinking about that um... is, like, would... would... Hundreds of miles under London. Well, how do this work? I'm looking for the exact way it's it's written here. Gringotts is hundreds of miles under London Sea, deep under the underground. You'd die of hunger trying to get out, even if you did manage to get your hands on Summit. What page is that on? Sixty-four. Hundreds of miles. That's obviously it's a very long distance. Would you not be hitting like magma <laughs> or something like? So what I'm wondering though. Okay, it could be interpreted two ways. I'm imagining you're under London and you start digging straight down 100 miles. Is that what they mean? Or do they mean there's hundreds of miles of Gringotts underground? So I think it's like, could be like distance wise, like it's like, like are there hundreds of miles of tunnels or two, is it literally so like, 100 miles below? Right. And, like, I think maybe it's just kind of, like... It, this could also be a reflection of Hagrid's intelligence, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it might... It, well, it might just be, like, an exaggeration sort of thing. Hy- hyperbole? Yeah. Like, I... Th- it would... Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, a probable... Well, and again, I apologize to the listeners if it gets old, but I have a hard time with inconsistencies and in yeah. trying to figure things out logically, because another part of this, right, Hagrid... Okay, get sick to my wife means throw up. Because she has a fear of throwing up. I do. So I think getting sick just means not feeling well. So Mm -hmm. Hagrid gets sick, in my opinion. He feels ill on the ride. Yeah. And he asks Grimworm, Grimroot, Griphook. (laughs) Griphook. What's his name? (laughs) Um, 
you know, if they can slow down. And Grip Hook? Grip Hook? <laughs> Grip Hook says it only goes one speed. So whatever speed they're going, they can't go faster. So it's not like there's a magical speed going a million miles an hour to go 100 miles. So, right. Yeah, that like that's, that's something like it would yeah. take a long time for a dinky little sure. cart even with magic, to go hundreds of miles underneath London in, like, what, like, a couple minutes? Oh, uh, there's all sorts. There's there's barometric pressure. Yeah, but, they'd get the bends coming up. But there's magic. So I guess that's if you true. can have, what was it, platform nine and three quarters? Yeah. You know, that's invisible walls. I'm guessing there's certain things they do with space and time and, and whatever. I remember in the future movies... You know, Hermione has a magical bag, and that's space, and then she also has the necklace, and that's time, and so I guess magic yeah. can do those things. I think maybe we're focusing on a thing that doesn't really matter that much. It matters to me. That's true. That's true. It matters to you. Backtracking a little bit, back, back. to the Leaky Cauldron, I, I think one of my favorite descriptions of a person is Tom the Bartender. No, no, the old bartender. A little man in a top hat was talking to the old bartender who was quite bald and looked like a toothless walnut. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like Pretty good. <laughs> just trying to imagine that. It was like both difficult and extremely accurate for I'm, me. I'm assuming they mean a, a dried husk walnut because a walnut with its husk on it looks very different. Look up a picture of a walnut before it comes off the tree. What? <laughs> no, I'm talking to the listeners. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, I think that was pretty great. Also, oh, backtracking more, on page 65, they Hagrid took up two seats and sat knitting what looked like a canary yellow circus tent. I've, I have missed this every single time I've read these books. What? I have missed the fact that Hagrid is knitting. It never. I don't think it ever comes up again that he knits, but I think it's incredible and again, but again, he's got all those pockets, so he's got plenty of room for all your knitting needs. He's got all those pockets, and think if he needs a pair of socks, then he, he can just knit them. He could just spell them. He can use he his umbrella spell, and spell make on them. it. <laughs> spell on it. But then again, I guess it's different. That's kind of like buying something that's made in a factory compared to making something by hand. So I can understand that. So I dressed you all by. Oh no! I sorry. I called you all bungles. Bungler. Mm. Haggard thinks that. Fudge, Fudger, what's his name? Cornelius Fudge. Cornelius Fudge is a bungler. If any of you know what a bungler is, please let us know. I don't know what a bungler is. I called you desperate bungles. That's what I called you. Yeah, <laughs> not the same. <laughs> not, not the quite, same. But still fun. Oh, can we also point out a big thing here right now? Everybody, when you think of a witch, uh, the idea conjures crooked noses, snaggle teeth scraggly hair and mm. pointed black hats uh, so yeah. we're gonna watch the movie after this but i recall with near 100 percent certainty that nobody except mcgonagall wears pointed black hats yeah i mean like they, they like people do wear the pointed hats but they're not necessarily always black and then like the kids well, wear these like little like <laughs> they look like dunce cones <laughs> like, the, like they're like these little black like just no brim to them it's just like the pointy okay. part and that's what the kids wear, and that's and that's the only movie I feel like where I've seen the kids wear. Oh, pointy uh, maybe hats. It's, maybe it's a first year thing. Maybe it's a first year thing, but one I think plain it's... point. Oh, you're right. One plain pointed, pointed hat. Yeah. Black for day wear. Yeah. All right, I'll pay more attention this time. But I thought that was funny to think about because, yeah, I I I feel like in the movies they literally wear those hats the first movie and then they're like later. I didn't even remember in the first movie, so this is great. They My throw memory them in is the air. awful. Yeah. I don't. Again, I've watched the movies, but it's kind of like the difference between hearing and seeing. I've seen the movies, but I don't know if I've ever watched the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Noise. <laughs> so. Um, oh, which so which would you choose? An owl, a cat, or a toad? This is a wait, good. an owl, a cat? I thought it was an owl, a rat, or a toad. I mean, Ron has a rat. I think he's like an exception. But no, the list of supplies is cat, owl, or toad. Owl. Oh, cat, you're or toad. right. For I know. My brain is always. I, I read it as rat because I knew that Ron had a rat. Why does he have a rat? Just because. Just because. Pets. How can people <laughs> don't bring their dogs? <laughs> Just bring right. your dog to school today. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't make any sense. No. Well. But like, does a cat? No, if you don't, if if you don't like predatory animals, then maybe the toad's for you. I would probably go with a cat. It seems the most practical. Why? 
I don't know, I can snuggle with a cat. But, like, an owl can give you your mail. Can't other people owls? Hagrid got an owl with mail. It wasn't his. Yeah, but then it's not your owl. I don't know. Mm. I, uh, owls should be out there taking care of the mice. I, the, well, the mat and the, and the cat should be in there taking care of the mice. Mm-hmm. I'd go with the cat. Oh, so another thing that I was kind of thinking about. So on page 69 is when we start to see people. They're in the Leaky Cauldron and people are like, we're interacting with more people from the Wizarding World now on purpose. So we're talking to Tom the Bartender, the Toothless Walnut. We're talking to Doris Crawford, Crockford, Deadless Diggle, all these people. And so Harry has not been in the Wizarding World for 10 years. And also when he left the Wizarding World, it was because of Voldemort and he was one years old, like one year old. And now he's 11. How do people know what he looks like? The scar in his head. Yeah, but it's like covered with hair, right? He's got bangs and stuff, right? Go back a step. Who recognizes him just by the way he looks? The bartender. The, like, and, and then everyone in the bar is like, oh my gosh, it's Harry Potter. Oh, but, so like, well. The, so bless my soul, whispered the old bartender. Harry Potter, what an honor. We also know that people from the wizard world are out in the muggle world. Sure, but like, how right? do they still, like, how would because they know? The, People have been watching him for years and years, taking care of him, making sure he's okay. Who? The Dursleys know. haven't been doing Not that. Not the Dursleys. No, wizard folk. The people wearing cloaks who don't care. Yeah. I think I think that's fair to say that there's plenty of people, pl- plenty eyes on the street, so to speak. Like, I just think about, like, okay, so, like, our... like Lydia... Guarantee you one of his school teachers well, is a wizard. Sure, maybe. But, like, like, Lydia, when she was one, and then compared to, like, when she turns 11... You wouldn't recognize her necessarily. No, but... And, I, like, looking at her and hmm. immediately being like, hmm. ah, it's Lydia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My- like, Layla, my goddaughter, is 11. And obviously I've known her since she was a baby. And I mean, like, yeah, she looks similar, but I wouldn't, like, right away look at her. Like, if I had never seen her in 10 years, if I hadn't right. seen her in 10 years, I, I don't think I would look at her and be like, oh my gosh. And, like, immediately know it's her. Don't so, know. Unless someone was like, they were, they were like secretly taking pictures of him as a child. So here, here's what I'm thinking, right? Hagrid's pretty attached to Harry. Fair? Yeah. Okay. So if anybody were to have a current picture of Harry, chances are it'd be Hagrid, right? I don't know. I, I wouldn't think that he'd have a picture of him. How would he get a picture I of him? I said if anybody. I don't know. Their pictures have people who move on them. Yeah. So if they can do that, then they can probably get a picture. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking they're probably watching... Well, who knows? We'll see. We won't hear. We won't mm-hmm. kill you guys here listening. Mm-hmm. Can we go back a couple? You jumped ahead a little bit there, but yeah. yeah. They're also magic. Maybe they sense it. I don't know. Who knows? If any of you guys know. Gals, too. Let us know. People. Um, just humans. Any yeah. of you humans out there. Any humans. Muggles or mugwumps. Um, Mostly mugwumps. Oh, I was just curious. You know, it's it's too bad J.K. Rowling didn't have more time on her hands. <laughs> If we go to the course books... No, she's too busy on Twitter offending people, so... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? Course books. All students should have a copy of each of the following. Standard Book of Spells by Miranda Goshak. Goshak? Goshak. History of Magic by Bathilda? Batilda? Bag- Bathilda. Bagshot. Magical Theory by Adelbert Waffling. So, A... I do not know the books and don't remember the movies well enough to remember if any of these people are still professors or whatever. But I would love the the biography of all of these names. If you're going to have names like that, I want to know your Arsenius story. Arsenius Jigger. Magical Old Drafts. Old Newt's Commander gets a book. Ooh, Magical Drafts and Potions. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Newt's Commander gets his own backstory with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find the Movies. Who? Newt's Commander. The... Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my other question was, right, there's different options for cauldrons. And again, I, I apologize. Again, I like the technical stuff yeah. uh, with the D&D background and playing role-playing games, that type of thing, right? There's different types of cauldrons, and they have to use pewter. Uh, according to Wikipedia, pewter, so, okay, a cauldron. When I think of a cauldron, I think of something that's placed over fire and heated, right? Mm-hmm. So pewter has a melting point of like 400 degrees or something Fahrenheit. <laughs> so it melts. So are cauldrons used to make potions in as well? Does it necessarily... 
I think it's only for potions. But I'm still pretty sure they put them like over fire sometimes. I, I keep forgetting all these things are magical though. But I don't yeah. know. If, it doesn't necessarily mean they probably have some sort of like pewter spell that like keeps them from or i was thinking because they're first year they get a pewter cauldron so they can't even try some of the higher level potions and drafts and if they do then their cauldron melts but they have gold ones i don't know it bothers me we'll figure it out yeah i would choose a cat an owl? You'd <laughs> back, go with an owl? Cat. yeah 100 percent. why because there's again they're wicked useful like you can use them to send you your mail send mail to other people they know where to find you they, they know do? where to find anybody how do what makes you think that just you wait but is that because it's an owl or because it's magic because it's an owl magical owl yeah i just i think an owl would be sick because it can do all kinds of stuff like a cat can't like other than being a companion and like you can transfigure the cat you can well, we're hey, gonna... <laughs> hey, getting ahead of ourselves we're here. Getting to that. I mean, I'm trying to think here, but it, it's. I wonder. I'm trying to think of Harry, and it was very interesting. And this kind of crosses between points. But when they go to Gringotts, what would that feeling be like of having no wealth at all? Like he literally has no money. To all of a sudden, I. They're not really specific on is he rich, or is it as if okay, your parents had life savings, they died, and now you have access to those life savings. Yeah, like, we never get insight into what James and Lily did for work. That's also true. And you and you also gave away that they lived in the wizard world, mm-hmm. which, yeah. uh, do all wizards live in the wizard world? I don't think, no, not necessarily. Okay. So there are, oh. like, wizarding villages, and then well, some I, people live amongst the they? muggles. But yeah, like I, cause I, I put that in my notes too. Like, it, like I think there's just there's so many things in this chapter that I think are really overwhelming. Like, one of the things I was I was making a note of of was like he didn't even know he was famous until a day ago, like the previous day, and all of a sudden he so he finds out he's a wizard. He finds out he's famous, a famous wizard, the most like the most famous in a way, one of the most famous in the way. He's like the boy who lived, so he's a big deal kind of thing. And he's he's never had any knowledge of this. And for an 11-year-old, that's a lot to unpack and digest and everything. He's 12. 11? He's 11. He just turned 11. Oh. Like, oh, okay. thinking about myself at that age, like, it was also, like, a rough again, age what, for me. But what, what grade is just turning 11? Fifth. Did we already talk about this? Yes. Really? Yeah. Like a little baby child. It must have just been like, and so then like having all these people recognize you, and also what he's famous for, he doesn't even remember. He remembers green light. Okay, but I'm just saying he remembers no. something. It's impressive. <laughs> he was one year old yeah. and he remembers something. But yes, yeah, so like he, he's famous for something that he doesn't even remember. It's not like he necessarily did anything. It's something that happened to him. You know what well, I mean? That's that's true. So it's just it's interesting. Like I I feel bad. Like he needs some therapy. Whoever. Who has whoever's idea was not to put this kid in therapy? Well, it's the Dursley's idea. The Dursleys are garbage. Uh-huh. Like Dumbledore should have put it, been like, let's let's set you up with this wizard therapist who's just like the yeah. cream of the crop. There are some things that if he was so important, how would he be let to be treated so badly? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you just said something we were talking about his parents with the money. Oh right, is there like a real life example of somebody who's famous by? Just their condition, rather than having done something. You know what I mean? Maybe like moms who ha- give birth to like like large multiples of children. Like think about like John and Kate plus eight that show back in the two thousands where like the couple had eight kids. They had a set of twins and they had a sex a set of six tuplets. Sex tuplets. So who's famous? The parents or the kids? All of them. Okay. So they all became famous because of this their their situation. Situational. Okay. No, it's just it's so, just interesting to try and think of that. But um but yeah, just the whole idea of having nothing and then all of a sudden having access to as much money is He's loaded. I mean they made it they made it for a kid, they made it seem like he was rich. As an adult you realize he probably just has access to their life savings. Right, yeah. <laughs> He's probably just And I don't up. know if, if the wizard world has life insurance or whatever, right. where that money came from. Um, oh, and also, 
this is for me, please, if somebody could do this, try and figure out a rough calculation to figure out how much a nut is worth, how much a sickle is worth. Oh, that's on, that's definitely on the internet. Oh, don't you, please don't use the internet. Please do it yourself and, and let <laughs> us know how you did it. Um, as far as, you know, the equipment that he bought, because I, I, I don't remember what they are. But there are a few. Oh, he paid. The gold ones are galleons. Seventeen wow. silver sickles to a galleon, and twenty-nine nuts to oh, a sickle. Twenty-nine. Well, yes, I know that. But you've got to take something that Harry or somebody else purchased for a certain amount of wizard money and try and. Well, I think I saw the wand was seven galleons. Mm-hmm. But then again, there's not really a comparable. <laughs> Have you ever bought a wand? <laughs> uh, an AR, an AR, assault rifle maybe would be like comparable. <laughs> Or a wand at Disneyland. Disney, no, no it's oh, uh, the Harry Potter world. But please, please, somebody try and get me some rough numbers. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. I'm a math person. But uh, what else did we have here that was interesting? I felt like I just felt like Chapter Five was much more interesting than Chapter Six. There's a lot of like newness. I feel. I mean, there's there's some yeah. newness to the platform, but I feel like it's a little more also just kind of anxiety ish. Maybe more. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was that wasn't as interesting, but no, chapter um, five was pretty good because like you just you get a lot of like it's also like your introduction to the wizarding world, so you're see you're getting into Gringotts, you're getting into Lee Cauldron, even Diagon Alley, and seeing all these stores and right. the wand. You know, the wand is really well. Um, actually, I like that you brought up the wand because I would love to talk about it. Just a little bit. And this is something, again, we were talking about earlier today. Well, yeah, welcome to Mary Muggles. I was doing dishes. Yeah. And, right, there's a few... It seems like there's three different things that really define a wand. Mm. Oh, wait, before we go into the wands, because this happens first, is, yeah. just, is like the interaction with uh, Draco Malfoy. Our first glimpse into Draco Malfoy and what a turd bucket he is. Yeah, <laughs> it seems pretty bad. He's just... Just the worst, and I feel like we all kind of have known someone like Draco in our lives. Maybe I don't know. Like I, I like I can't not necessarily like completely like Draco, but definitely like people who have like certain traits of just kind of like thinking that they're better than everyone else for no gosh darn reason, other than maybe that their parents have more money or they feel entitled or whatever. But Draco's literally just he's just garbage. It's all about parenting. <laughs> It is, and hopefully, yeah, and his parents are kind of interesting. <laughs> Make poor parenting choices, maybe. Teaching yeah. their kid to feel entitled about himself. Right from the movies, I remember his dad, but I don't remember anything about his mother. His mom's not really, like, in them much until oh, the that end. that could be why. Yeah. We'll get there when we get there. We will get there. And then, like, and then, so, we get this glimpse into the house, the, the houses of Hogwarts, where, where are you here for myself so, and the readers? 70... Listeners. 7 and 80. At page 77 and 80. Because Draco says something about Hufflepuff, and so does Hagrid. And I'm pretty sure Hagrid says it before. Yeah, it's before we do the wands. But yeah, so, so like, Draco saying, imagine being in Hufflepuff, I think I'd leave, wouldn't you? And then on page 80, Hagrid says that Hufflepuff is a bunch of duffers, which I think is not a good thing. I think duffers okay. is definitely yeah. an insult. What's a bungler? What's yeah. a duffer? What's a mugwump? <laughs> what are all these things? But like, it, like in especially, I feel like in this book, maybe just like the early books in general, I feel like we get so much about how like Gryffindor is the best and everything. But oh, oh hold it's just on, very narrow. Hold on, sorry. Oh. Correction. Hagrid says they're schoolhouses. There's four. Everyone says Hufflepuff are a lot of duffers, but. Says, but. Yeah. But, well, then it's, he goes, better Hufflepuff than Slytherin. So, like, he'd rather be a duffer than evil. Which is not to say that all Slytherins are evil. He's saying a lot of, he says, everyone says Hufflepuff are a lot of duffers. Yeah. But, yes, I guess we can assume that duffers is an insult. Yeah. Yeah, why, that is kind of, so there's Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Slytherin, and... Ravenclaw. It's like it seems like that there's clearly better. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a hierarchy, which like. Right, hierarchy rather just, than just different ones. Yeah, and just like celebrating the differences of each house, because yeah. obviously, like not all kids are gonna be Gryffindor, where they're loud and brave and everything, and kind of like glory seeking. That's not necessarily always a good thing, you know, but like Hufflepuff, those people are supposed to be like loyal and kind and peaceful. And there are some really, obviously, those are wonderful qualities. Because yeah. we'll get there. I feel like 
all of the heroes and great people are all in Gryffindor, which yeah. is kind of lame. But whatever, we'll... And again, I think the, I think some, sometimes these like inconsistencies or these things that are kind of unjust in a way are just the fact that like these started out as children's books. And I think that for children, sometimes like it needs to be a little more black and white for them to kind of understand or like it to, you know, to, to grasp the whole story or whatever. Maybe I don't, I not that I necessarily agree with that. I feel like you should not make it a popularity contest. But, like, as the books go on, it's stuff, the, like, the themes changed everything. But the the kind of, sometimes the immaturities in this book are also just maybe, not to say that children are immature, but they're, they're immature compared to adults in a way. But How old was J.K. Rowling when she wrote the first book? Any idea? I think she was in her 30s. We need to I do some research totally on her child. I'm anyway. pretty sure she was in her 30s. Either way, we'll get there too, because I know we're going to get more into that in the next couple chapters here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So quick, back to the wands. Three factors... That determine, but their their length, mm-hmm. their the wood. Are, are they all made out of wood? I believe so. Yeah. Or can they be made out of any material? No, I think they're all made out of wood. There's no metal wands. No. And I wonder what constitutes as wood. Could you have a bamboo wand? You would love a bamboo wand. Because bamboo is technically grass, but so the the length, the wood, and then the core, which the innards. I remember there's, there's, uh, the only two I can remember right now are phoenix feathers and unicorn hair. What other ones were there? Was there anything else? Was there any other kind of cord that they had in there that they used as an example? Was there like... Ollivander, Mr. Ollivander. And also, I, I, I'm wondering if Mr. Ollivander Hmm. is the one who actually builds the wands, crafts the wands, wands. or just sells the wands. Is he just a reseller? Makers of fine wands. Oh. Since 382 BC. Well, it's just a sign, you know. You're it just could a be. sign. Come on. That's like you go to a Ford dealership and it says, you know, built Ford tough since yada, yada, yada. The guy that you're buying the car from didn't build the... Mm. I'm just saying. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Is he the only wand salesman? Oh, isn't that another thing in this book? I forget where they say it, that there's other wizarding schools. I think Hermione says Hogwarts is the best of the wizarding schools. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just a little... Snake preview. Do they ever mention any other wizarding schools in the books? You're just going to have to find out. I uh, will. That's a yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, the wand, the wands thing is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'll say that's pretty neat. And, and I wonder if, like, again, sorry, this is the D&D flavor, Dungeons and Dragons flavor. Do certain woods perform differently? Do longer wands have a greater range that they can use spells for? Uh, I think it just depends on the wizard. The wand chooses the wizard. Well, I know the wand chooses the wizard. So I think that the the wand, if a wand chooses a wizard, that makes it its most powerful. Like if you're using the wand that chooses you, that makes it more more most powerful. Well, I don't necessarily mean powerful. I just mean the characteristics. Mm. Well, actually, yeah, because they say, well, I don't know, I don't know the specifications, but like he does say. Something about his dad, about James's wand, that it, um, excellent for transfiguration. Okay, which, where is this? A little more power and excellent for transfiguration on page 82. Okay. Which, keep that little nugget tucked away. I will. Or, or does he just know his wands? He never forgets yeah. a wand. That, so maybe yeah. he just knows the one. I don't know. That's very interesting stuff. I'd love to know what kind of knowledge this guy has. And then also, I, again, please, comments... Let us both know what's boring in the conversation <laughs> and what's not. But, like, I want to know, because later on you found out Ron's got, like, a second-hand wand. So mm-hmm. clearly it didn't choose him. Nope. And two, there's, like, unicorn hair poking out the tip. <laughs> but the wand, I'm assuming, still works at some point. So, like, even if wands break, they still funk. I know. Mysteries. Mysteries. Mysteries abound. Hagrid's wand still works, even though they broke it in half. Yeah. And it's inside his umbrella. Mm-hmm. So... We never talked about Quirrell. Quirrell? Um, Quirrell. He's a nervous Nelly. Who's Quirrell? The professor in the, in the oh, bar. Oh, I we're, know. We're going back. back I know, but that's something that's hard not to remember from the movie, so I don't even want yeah. to talk about Quirrell. Yeah. So let's just skip Quirrell. If that's yeah. okay. There's an interesting part about that interaction that I'll bring up later at the end of oh, the... Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, on page 86, like, I know, um... We're not even on chapter 6 here, holy well, I smokes. know, right? This is gonna be a longer episode. Buckle in, mugwumps. Um... And you desperate bungles. <laughs> on page 86, I like that Harry has this great insight into 
his fame and him, himself. So he says, everyone thinks I'm special, he said at last. All those people in the Leaky Cauldron, Professor Quirrell, Mr. Ollivander, but I don't know anything about magic at all. How can they expect great things? I'm famous and I can't even remember what I'm famous for. I don't know what happened when, well, sorry, I mean the night my parents died. And I just feel like that's, again, like for an 11-year-old, like that's a lot to think about, to be processing. And again, he only just found out the day before that he's a, even a wizard, all the stuff that's happened to him. So I feel like it's just like kind of an interesting peek into him just processing, you know, because we're not necessarily getting a deep dive into like his mind and the thoughts that are, and then, you know, we're getting a glimpse into the thoughts that he's having as he's going through Diagon Alley and everything. But, you know, as again, as a kid, it'd be so overwhelming to go through all of the stuff and again just kind of find all these things out and then now what now he's got to go back to the dursleys for a month and just stew in all of this and sit on his hands with his question you know his questions kind of thing feel for the kid fifth grade poor little dude i think fifth grade he's trying to figure it all out find out that you're going to wizard school though i don't know how you could be bummed or even be thinking about these i would just be so stoked that i'm gonna start learning how to cast spells (laughs) he might actually even be so because like he's i'm pretty sure he's on the younger side of his grade because like harry and um ron and hermione are older than harry so they're already 11 they'll turn 12 during the school year so i think they're actually more more actually in like sixth grade Oh, wow. But still. Still, I just... He's leaving the Dursleys, at least for... The school year, and he is not looking back. And I wonder if they go back for Christmas or... Yeah. I would just be so excited. I wouldn't be worried about anything. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's a a nice thought. I I feel like I would be... I would definitely be nervous. Like, I I would be super excited, but I'd also be anxious with the fact that, like, it's a lot of weight to put on a child that... He's the boy who lived. He's the only sur- like yeah. known survivor of the killing curse. And he's 11 years... He was one. And now he's 11 years old. And he's like a symbol of hope for the wizarding community. Because he... You know, because of him not dying from the killing curse, he's like a this beacon of hope for, you know, kind of like the defeat of Voldemort. Poor little bugger. Anyway, chapter six. Anyways, chapter six. We'll the, probably go through this a little faster. The joiny from platform nine and three quarters. This poor kid can't win with these Dursleys, man, because they are just, they're scared of him now, which is kind of funny. And they just pretend that he's not there. So that's boring. Which is great. Yeah, great I mean, for Harry. Good good and bad, I guess, maybe. That's, at least he's got Hedwig. He, we find out that he's named her. Who's sorry, get on. It's 11.16 here, and we're usually yeah. in bed by then. Oh, um... Decided to name her Hedwig. He, and I love that he's, like, super interested in his school books. That's really fun. I mean, well, the thing about yeah. it, too, it's like... If my, if my school books were teaching me how to cast spells, yeah, I might be yeah. a little more interested. Well, and it's like, you know, too, he's, he's getting to learn more about his world and everything and he's learning more about what's you know what he's to expect and everything i do think that uncle vernon is a total butt munch sure with uh the he's one of the antagonists sure yeah i know also what's dudley been doing with that tail this whole time (laughs) well we find out that he's going to the hospital to get it removed Mm -hmm. so he's hiding it's just a little pigtail yeah yeah just a little pigtail just a little pigtail just had that poke out of his pants no big deal but i thought that was funny to think about like him trying to like tuck his little pigtail <laughs> into his pants. <laughs> the brat deserves it. Anyway. Just like imagine like taking a shower and every time you like reach back there you feel a pigtail. <laughs> How gross that would be. Yeah, that'd be pretty gross. Yeah, so again, so so cruel of Vernon to leave Harry. Why does no one call child services? But again, that's that's another Again, maybe it's, a, it's part of the England. Yeah. Maybe things are different over there. I don't think so, but but I love that we get this this um, introduction to the Weasleys. We we get all most most all well not most we're missing three Weasleys, but it's pretty fun to see again this this first glimpse into the Weasleys and kind of that like whenever I think of the Weasleys, I feel like I always think of like which it is this is the case is like that frazzled mom with the minivan and you like she opens the door and it's just like a cascade of children <laughs> just 
bursting forth. There's like goldfish popping out. There's goldfish in the seats. There's cups underneath the each seat and it just makes me happy. So I just think of her like on her. I, I just like the Molly Weasley is one of my favorites. Molly's um, the mother's name? Yeah. Yeah. And well, and I'm guessing too, maybe this, maybe some of these things, the introductions to Ron and to Neville and to Hermione. Don't you? Really? Hermione. That's definitely what, when I was first reading these books, I think my friend Megan, who I gave a shout out to in the trailer, she, I'm pretty sure she had to tell me, like, no, it's Hermione. Which is, I, it, is I it like a German like, origin name or where does it come I from? I have a feeling that this part of the book is probably after you've read the books and know the movies better, it's probably a little more in, more enjoyable to read because at face value, it's a bit humdrum. Mm, mm-hmm. I guess I also knew it was going to happen too because I've seen the movies. I wish I could unsee the movies before reading this, but okay. So yeah. I do love that we get like, you know, Fred and George are always just the n- a nice comic relief. What's a prefect? Well, you're going to find out. I feel like that's not a Hogwarts t- term. I feel like that's just a... I think it's like a boarding school. School or even just like maybe British school. I don't, I don't know because we don't have prefects here in the states. It's kind of not that I know. I don't unless know. maybe again at boarding schools, but prefect is basically just like almost like an RA. I would I would think it would be like kind of the closest thing to like in college. Someone who just kind of watches over like <laughs> have a child watch the children. <laughs> a bigger child watch the children. <laughs> hey, it's free. Gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do think again because I've seen the movies. I wish. There's a trick or something to when you read a book, not seeing the actors. And what is nice, at least in the book, is that the descriptions of some of these characters are nothing like the actors and actresses mm-hmm. in the movies. I love the, the bushy brown hair with the horsey teeth. And Ron's tall and gangly with big hands and a long nose. And freckles, lots of freckles. Freckles, which yeah. in the movies, no freckles. Oops. So... Uh, I'm, I'm starting, actually I have a friend, Tyrell, no offense, and I'm sure you won't take any offense, but friend Tyrell, maybe I, I might be able to use his image. Pretty suitable, right? Yeah, I see it. Other than the massive hands, he has tiny hands. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be one of my goals, is trying to imagine my own uh, characters. Yeah. I love that Ron just like goes right in for it and is like, are you really Harry Potter? <laughs> he just blurts it out, he can't help himself. It's great. I, and it's I can see. Very like a kid-like. But. And, like how Harry's like, yeah, sure, here is my scar. Yeah, which is neat. It's, it's kind of cool how kids seem to be better about sharing information that way. Mm. But I'm still like, I'm trying to think of what 11, 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds... I'm trying to... I need to think of who I know, like a cousin or something who's that age. Well, Layla. How old is she? She's 11. I so, think Ron has this very interesting insight at the bottom of page 99 because he's talking about how he's one of five boys and then has Ginny, his sister, so six kids, right? There's six the kids. Oh, jeez. Bill, Charlie, Percy, Ron, um, Fred, George, Ron, Ginny, seven, seven kids. Oh yeah, because he's, yeah, he's got five brothers, he's the sixth, got it. And just like how he's talking about how he's got so much to live up to and like all the things that his brothers have done, but even if he does those things that it's not the same because they've already done it. Mm-hmm. Like you have two older brothers who are quite a bit older than you and I don't know if you ever, I don't, I mean, for the nine years that I've known you, I don't feel like you've ever felt that way, but have you ever felt that way? No. no. And I like hand-me-downs. No. Yeah. Think it was wearing. And I feel like your brothers and you are, are very similar and also very different. So I think there's enough differences where... Well, but I, th- I feel like, though, you you are like a mix of Adam and Vince. And there are interests that you have from both of them. But I don't feel like you have any resentment because you've still made accomplishments of your own that like are well, different from them. I think we've also just all had very different ambitions. But I promise you... If we lived in a wizard world and we were all going to the same school of magic, that there might be a little bit of that tension and competition. Mm-hmm. Again, I just still can't think of like Harry being upset about anything, knowing he's going to be learning how to cast spells. I'm still mm-hmm. having a hard time getting over that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I might be able to relate with Ron. Relate to Ron. We'll find out coming up here. But um, meanwhile, I'm the I'm the oldest of. I have a younger brother, and mm. I cannot relate because I'm the I'm the guinea pig <laughs> for my parents. But no wizard school, unfortunately. No wizard school, which is a total bummer. So again, until I can kind of better understand this, 
Where the heck are they? They're 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 on a train. Right, but now they must be in the wizard world at this point, right? No, I think they're just. I mean, I don't really know how the train works exactly. Like, if the train's invisible to muggles or what, but it never really gets explained. Yeah, because like they're driving by cows. Yeah. So if they're going by cows, do then cows see wizards? I don't know. Well, I'm not worried about that, but somebody, I am. <laughs> so, somebody, somebody must see the cows. Right. Like, see to them, tend to them. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes me believe that they're already in the wizard world. Yeah, Maybe. they don't talk about train tracks. I don't know. I'm a little confused about the wizard world and where it is and how it is, but that's okay. Science is weird. Magic the, is weird. The other thing is, I think it's funny how when the candy cart comes by, like the British can equate eating candies and sweets and cakes to being hungry. I feel like in the movies too. We'll just jump ahead. I don't ever recall them eating real food. They do. They definitely do. But, I mean... <sighs> Not healthy food. I'm curious what these poor wizard children... What it's like when they go to the yeah. doctor. There's, like, this great, like, gif from the first movie of Ron just, like, taking two drumsticks and, like, biting into each of them. That's probably the healthiest thing he eats, too. Yeah, it's pretty great. I love that Harry is, like, because he's never had anyone to share with before, he's excited mm. To share, I like that, that little moment. Cool. It was so sweet, like he, how how excited he was to be able to, and he's never had anything of his own before, so to be able to share what he has with his new new little buddy is just so cute. That made me happy I, because I've obviously I've read this before, but just to see that and like kind of digest it a little more was and and like having Lydia like thinking about if she were in that situation like as a parent. A ghost parent because I'd be dead in that situation, but like hoping that she would be excited to share. And even with me being alive now, like us being alive, hoping mm-hmm. that she gets ex- excited to share with kids in general. Us being but, alive? Yeah, we're alive. Didn't you know? Right, but I'm trying to... Because we're not dead like Harry's parents. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. And, oh, did you notice that he gets a Merlin chocolate frog yeah so merlin this is the second time and i was talking again with my buddy today andrew and uh still kind of curious where these Mm. where where these timelines pass and Mm -hmm. hmm, i don't know oh also in reading this passage or this this um chapter we had an idea for a potential bonus episode so definitely let us know if you'd be interested but we were thinking that a fun bonus episode could be us trying birdie bots every flavor beans <laughs> yeah trying all the flavors and recording an episode on that so that could be fun because i've only had them once in my life i think i got them like as a birthday present probably when i turned 12 and the movies came out and everything and i'm pretty sure i got like i may have gotten an earwax like dumbledore they are fun and, they are, they are fun. fun. It was cool. So it'd be fun to, to do an episode of eating jelly beans. I'm not a big fan of jelly beans, but here we are. Speaking of the, the cards and everything, right? Albus Dumbledore, current headmaster of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. He's famous. One of the things he's famous for is defeating the dark wizard Grindelwald in 1945. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that like a... You think that's a World War II reference or something? Oh, I don't know. Do you think... Ooh. Do you think Grindelwald? Well, I know the Crimes of Grindelwald movie is out. What Crimes of Grindelwald movie? Yeah, that's like the second, because like, there's the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them movie. Oh. And they're making like a series. I didn't know that. Kind of based off of that. Yeah, so Crimes of Grindelwald. We have not seen it. I have not even seen it. Oh, well, that's, that's so. kind of exciting because my sticky note, what's it say? Who's Grindelwald? <laughs> there we go. And maybe we'll find out. But for you, well gonna save history buffs did world war ii end in 1945 was that the fall of hitler i think so do you think but i'm also not i'm not great with the like i get confused not confused but like i don't know when world war one ended and when world war ii started and then ended. i'm just bad at history so i yeah, don't know the I dates no are but i feel like world war one was like in the teens but I, again i could be totally off on that so if you're a history buff and you're offended by what we're saying <laughs> well, want to correct us, us let us so, know. Albus. Send us an owl. Now it's gonna be hard. You? It's gonna be hard not to think of Albus Dumbledore not looking like Winston Churchill with the pantsuit. Wool pantsuit. Good look. You know, so they're meeting people, they're on the train, they're getting closer and everything. Mm-hmm. Hermione just all of a sudden yeah, she, butts in she's not trying very to nice. show people up. She has some social what was ineptitude. She like yeah. 
Did she have friends as a muggle? <laughs> oh, that's true. No, probably mm-hmm. not. I'd... Poor little girl. Can you think of the... F- you know, I'm sure she was first in her class. Do you ever remember oh, first in the class being likable? Sorry if any of you are first sometimes. in class. Some, sometimes. And, well, not like, I was friends with, um, in high school, there was a, one of the guys in my class was, like, top of the class, and he was very nice and, like, super down to earth. Yo, Lucas, if you're listening to this at all, like, remember you being super chill. And I won't mention so. names of people who are not very likable. There you go. That's a, that's a good approach. I think name, naming people who had positive attributes in your life is a good, mm. good call. And maybe I should have just gotten to know you better. In yeah. All fairness. Yeah. But maybe you should have gotten to know you me better. You never know. Too. You never know what someone's going through. So Ron tries to make, uh, what's the rat's name? Scabbers. Scabbers more interesting by making him yellow. Yeah. And he, and he says what he thinks is a spell, but it turns out it might've been a joke from his Brother George. Right. Sunshine Daisy's Buttermellow turned this stupid fat rat yellow. Which, like, whenever I see butter... So, like, my, okay, my parents have two black labs. One of them is now six. Her name is Emma, and she's the biggest dope, but she's adorable, and she loves butter. So whenever I just think of, like, turning this rat yellow or anything, like, a buttered rat, I don't know, but butter... <laughs> getting weird but here we go yeah associating (laughs) rats with butter and butter with rats yeah but my question is kind of how spells not how they work but can you create a spell how do you create it or the other theory is that spells are just combinations of words out there and you have to find them and once you find them that's how a spell comes into existence i don't really know if we i don't think that we ever really get a glimpse into how a spell is made or like anything like that i know there's like i've definitely noticed in the books how in later books sometimes like there all of a sudden there will be a spell and you're just like wait when when did they learn that (laughs) how did they learn that what what's going on we're also getting more of an idea or seeing more into the houses and everything like ron is saying i don't suppose ravenclaw would be too bad and it's like ravenclaw's where the smart people are so like how how in the world would that be a bad house to be in like well just because this whole family's been in gryffindor no i get i get that yeah but like in general again they're all gonna be learning spells yeah exactly they're all in wizard school but then again I guess if you're already living in the wizard world. Which I wonder, did the books go into? Harry comes from a muggle household. No, Hermione comes from a muggle household. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many others off the top of my head. I'm curious to see if the book goes into it. Mm -hmm. They should have a support group if they don't. Oh, that'd be adorable. Yeah. It'd be so nice. Just like, because, yeah, that's, I mean, that's such a big transition to go, again, just repeating myself, like, as a child to go from being just, like, a regular kid Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden being, like, just kidding you're a wizard and how hermione found out she just said she got a letter and like she's so chill about it she's like yeah i'm a wizard i'm I'm already like reading all these books in bowl one not like wait a minute what also um charlie and bill weasley this is our first this is like our one of our very tiny glimpses into these two weasleys and I really wish that we learned more about them because uh, Charlie studies dragons in Romania and Bill is in Africa, quote unquote, by Ron, doing something for Gringotts. So that's cool. Very interesting. The studying dragons in Romania is kind of a clue that it sounds like wizard magic is like almost, no, it's not because muggles do see magic sometimes. Oh boy. <laughs> Unless dragons live underground. I don't know. Dragons boy. are like moles and they just... <laughs> I don't know. On the underground. There's a lot to try and wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. I do like the whole um, Harry and Ron standing up to Draco because he's a doof. Oh, Scabbers really is the one who. That's true. Scabbers give him gives saves him an old the day. bite bite. And if you've ever been bitten by a rodent, it does not feel good. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, on page one ten, I I made a note of like, oh my gosh, Hermione, because she's just being such a know it all. <laughs> You better hurry up and put your robes on. I've just been up to the front to ask the conductor, and he says we're nearly there. You haven't been fighting, have you? You'll be in trouble before we even get there. And it's like, all right, calm down, calm down. Yeah, what a wet blanket. Jeez. Yeah. And you've got dirt on your nose, by the way. Did you know? It's like, girl, stand down. But we've, we come to love her. She, she... I haven't yet. Well... She started reading. Just, she made just, a really bad first impression. Wait. Oh. 
Sorry, that's our baby monitor. We have a fan going in our daughter's room to keep her nice and cool, and every so often it decides to do that. She and probably made noise, please. Hopefully yeah. we can just all go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and then I think I, the other thing, the last note that I had was just all the first years going into the boats to go up to Hogwarts, and that must have been a really, really cool. Because, I mean, like, when you... In was the it movies, at night, too? Yeah. And I, I don't remember that from the movie. I do not remember... You finished what you were saying. Yeah. Oh, just that, like, it must have been so cool to see Hogwarts for the first time because it's supposed to be like a massive castle and how incredible that probably was to just you know row up on in this boat and see this massive castle and be like I get to live here learn how to do magics and learn how to do magics not maths magics but again I, I don't even remember from the movie I don't recall them going from shore to Hogwarts and I was asking Elise like is that the only way to get to Hogwarts or no is that based off the book that you're thinking or yeah. off the movies off the books yeah so it was a good they packed a lot in the two chapters mm. for hey, sure we've had a really this long is conversation. this is a long episode right now yeah what was your biggest takeaway my biggest takeaway biggest take I, again you know from being a little boy and watching like cartoons like Dragon Ball Z, or I'm not really a fan, but like Star Wars and using the Force. Those are cool. Knowing how to use magic. For me, again, if I were in Harry's shoes, I just would not be... I, don't, I feel like it would be hard to ever get over the fact that you get to use magic. I don't know if I'd be able to focus on yeah. anything else. Yeah, what if there's pretty... magic addicts? Probably. Not addicts, not A-T-T-I-C-S. Oh. But people who are addicted to magic. Wizards. <laughs> I don't know. I can imagine, though. No, it, it was. A, it's a cool, like, even just imagery-wise, like, thinking about Diagon Alley and Gringotts and, like, Hogwarts. There's a, there's a lot of visual things that you're, we're being introduced to that are throughout this whole book, but especially in these chapters, I feel like, that are really exciting and give, give you a really good insight into the wizarding world and just how things work and look and feel and i think that's really cool hogwarts must have some serious insurance do wizards have insurance they must they must do they have lawyers <laughs> so again write to us to the owlery what is a mugwump what is a bungler and what's a uh duffer duffer <laughs> so far we gotta get a list these of things british terms mm. i think that's it here and then what, okay, what are the next chapters we're reading? The next chapters are seven through nine. So seven, eight, and nine. Three so chapters. So three chapters. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see if it takes, if we can do this in a week here, if it's going to take us another two weeks. So we're going to do chapter seven, the sorting hat, chapter eight, the potions master, and chapter nine, the midnight duel. There you go. So, very exciting stuff. Definitely give us a follow on Instagram, at Married Muggles. And again, if you have a question that you want to ask us, uh, and we're also on Facebook at Married Muggles, and if you have a question that you want to ask us or a comment or anything, again, feel free to put a little owl emoji beforehand, before or before your question, comment, so that we know you're sending us an owl. It's very Even exciting. better. Send us a real owl. Send us a whole bird, preferably a bigger one. A big owl that we can just have as a pet, like a dog. I just meant something owl with a letter and we'll send it back, but at least wants uh, to keep them. Yeah. There's a moth the size of an owl outside of our window right now. Yes, but there's an owl outside our window the size of a moth. Yeah, yeah. And then if you want to email us, it's marriedmugglespodcast at gmail.com. And you can check us out now. We are, so you will probably know this ahead of the time, but... At the time of recording, we have gotten onto Anchor, which is what we use to post our episodes. We are on Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Pod, I think is another one. But we're on Spotify. Kind of our biggest audiences are coming from Spotify, Anchor, and we're on Apple Podcasts. So it's pretty exciting. Definitely rate, review, and subscribe. Share with your friends, um, especially your Harry Potter friends, and even your friends who haven't read Harry Potter yet, because they can read along with us, join us on this journey, 
and go from there. We do, I don't think we've mentioned this before either, we do try to keep our language pretty PG as well. Obviously there's, there will, especially in the later books, there will be some thematic events that might be a little mature for a child per se, but you know, we try to keep it pretty clean so that, you know, especially as I know for myself as a parent, if I'm listening to a podcast with my two-year-old, uh, I like to listen to something that I know won't have strong language or anything like that, just because it's not something that I want her to be repeating uh, at this point in her life. <laughs> so we try to keep it clean for you so that if you are a parent, you can listen to this with your kids and not have to worry too much. I know I think I, I'm pretty sure I said butt munch, but that's that's not too bad. So <laughs> it's late here. It's like 11, almost midnight. So we're gonna turn this thing off, hit the hay, but we're so excited to be on this journey with you guys. So excited to be reading Harry Potter together. I'm I'm just really excited. Aaron's enthusiasm for this podcast has grown a lot this week, especially after putting out the trailer, because we've gotten some pretty positive responses to the podcast so far, which is always encouraging. So um, we thank you guys so much so far for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Read, read along. Anything you're catching new as you're reading along, send it in as well. You'd be happy to share. Yeah. Thank you for listening to... Married, Married muggles. muggles. Have a good night. Bye-bye. <laughs>